Babies, Brothels, and Babushkas, read by Marcos Havoc. Let's spend time with Marco, but the food is the star, so it's probably worth sharing. Happy birthday to me. If you are reading this, or listening to this, on Sunday, March the 12th, the finale of The Last of Us is tonight. And you should make these buttery French TV snacks from New York Times Cooking as your crying snack. I am not ready for the finale. I already know what happens, and you're going to need these snacks. Probably We're Sharing is a reader-supported publication, so please consider a free or paid subscription to support my work. Paid subscribers get a free printable PDF copy of every recipe, and there's a really cool book attached to this newsletter. Nintendo has stolen my birthday, and I want it back. It's not like I love my birthday. I've never really done anything for it. My birthday is on March 10th, and in Canada, we have a week-long school holiday called March Break. Every year, my birthday falls just before or during March Break. So, as a kid, this meant all my friends would be traveling with their parents. For some reason, everyone went to Florida growing up. As an adult, all my friends are taking their kids to anywhere but Florida. No one is around, so I never really do anything for my birthday. But still, it's mine. And this year, I have all my friends on the internet to celebrate with. So to help me take my birthday back from Nintendo, I'm doing a giveaway on Instagram. You see, Nintendo has made March 10th into Mario Day because it spells Mario. But it's not Mario's birthday. Mario was born on October 11th, according to Nintendo Power issue number 2 from 1988. If Nintendo truly wanted to own my birthday, they should have released the Mario movie on Mario Day, but instead it's coming out on April 5th. Though I'm still very excited for the movie. So March 10th is Marco Day, and I want my Power Star back. This ridiculous premise is what led me to create my best-tasting recipe yet. A birthday cake for me, a strawberry latte tiramisu. You see, in the Mario games, most notably Super Mario 64, Princess Peach invites Mario over for cake. It's a nondescript cake, but it does have strawberries on top. In Mario Party, the Peach's birthday cake level is decorated with ladyfingers. Mario's Italian-American. Rainbow Road leads to tiramisu. This got me wondering if strawberries and coffee would go together in a tiramisu. I believe they would work together. Last summer, my favorite local coffee shop, Lucero, made a strawberry milk iced latte. I avoided trying it until I had a friend try it on my behalf, and then I liked it, and it became my favorite dessert coffee of summer. I tried making it home with strawberries and then with strawberry and rhubarb, which was also great. And it's just a delight. Layers of fun. I've been writing a lot of heavy content lately. I've been watching The Last of Us, which is a very heavy show, and I'm craving lightness and fun. And according to Legends, Tiramisu translates into a pick-me-up, making it the perfect dessert for this task. The name comes from the town Treviso. It was, allegedly, made to feed children and the elderly as a nutrition supplement because there's 10 eggs in the recipe. It also, allegedly, originated at brothels to encourage more spending, which probably explains the coffee and the wine in the recipe. James Hoffman has a great video on this on YouTube. My takeaway is that tiramisu is for everyone, from babies to brothels to babushkas. Tiramisu is different for everyone who makes it, which is freeing because there is not one tiramisu to rule them all, one recipe to find them, one coffee to brew them all or in the meringue bind them. I'll make my own rules. I made this strawberry latte tiramisu for my dinner party in February, and my friends slammed the table with glee one said, fuck right off, and another said it isn't even fair to other desserts that this exists. It's a really good recipe. 
Tiramisu has a layer of ladyfinger cookies soaked in coffee and alcohol. Some people use rum or bourbon. I used Marcella wine. Then it's topped with cream, which is made from egg whites, sugar, mascarpone cheese, and whipped cream. You stack these layers twice, and then you dust it in cocoa. You lift it out of your 13 by 9 dish with the courage of Mario leaping from one platform to another, accepting that it might fall, but it will still be delicious. In my recipe, I also add a layer of cooked strawberries, which I made from Frozen. These strawberries complement all of the flavors beautifully. This is in honor of Princess Peach, my preferred Mario Kart character. This recipe, like Peach, is the winner. I'm sorry your cheese is in another castle. This recipe is a bit hilarious because it's historically been a fast, casual food made at home with things you already have. And it's really easy to make, but actually finding the ingredients can be a bit of a challenge in Canada. You may need to make a few trips to specialty stores, but you can make all of your own components at home. And I have recipes for these included below. What about strawberries in winter in Canada? It's March, and that means it's Harry's Berry season if you're in California. But it snowed a foot here last week in Ontario. I've heard of Harry's Berries, all of my American friends rave over them, and I tried some last year and they were fine, I guess. I don't think they're the same when they spend five to seven days on a truck from California to Ontario. I have a really high bar for strawberries because the strawberries grown in Ontario are magical. Bill and Frank would approve. Good fresh fruit is hard to come by when it's winter for half the year. I like to preserve the really good fruit of summer in jams, frozen in pies, or whole in the freezer. You can pick fruit at its most perfect, delicious, magical ripeness, and enjoy it in March. March is the furthest you are away from fresh local produce. But with frozen strawberries, you can be reminded of the magic of summer. Strawberries show you that joy still exists in this world. Last summer, my friend Nigel, using his children as labor under the disguise of a family activity, went strawberry picking. He brought me a bucket worth of strawberries, which is more than I could eat before they went bad. Strawberries freeze really well. All you need to do is wash them. I like to put them in a very large bowl of water, change the water a few times, and let the dirt and bugs sink to the bottom. Then dry the strawberries on a large towel gently, trim the tops off, place them on a parchment-lined baking sheet that fits inside your freezer, ideally in a single layer, and then after an hour or two, they'll freeze solid and you can transfer them to a glass container or a vacuum-sealed bag. You can also throw them all into a freezer bag all at once and hope for the best, but this leads to two problems. Half your strawberries are going to be crushed by the weight of your own ambitions, and the other half are going to glue together into one giant mass of strawberries. Because this large mass freezes slowly, the strawberries tend to get freezer burned, which is no fun. Now, if you didn't have a friend use their children to harvest several pounds of strawberries for you, you can still buy locally grown frozen strawberries. If you're local to me, Nectal Farms strawberries are available frozen from the sustainable market. Full Circle also has really great frozen strawberries. Most of the year, frozen strawberries are going to be far superior to the sad fresh strawberries trucked in from California. Frozen strawberries are red all the way through, not green and white. They're sweet, they're juicy, they're magic. And we all need some magic right now. We need a little pick-me-up. And this is how strawberries became seasonally appropriate for my merch birthday in tiramisu. Thank you for attending my TED Talk. Of course, this is also the perfect no-bake dessert for summer that you can make with fresh strawberries. How do you like your coffee? Coffee is the main flavor in tiramisu, and it upsets me that so many recipes say, use instant coffee like Nescafe. First, don't support Nestle. Second, I love specialty coffee. So when I thought about what coffee to use in tiramisu, I tried a few things first. 
This recipe needs 300 milliliters or one and a quarter cups of coffee. Many recipes recommend using instant coffee powder. There are tasty and ethical instant coffee brands if you want to go that route. James Hoffman has a really funny video of trying 38 different brands of instant coffee, so check that out if that's the route you want to go. If you go this route, look at using a mocha, a French press, or cold brew instead of using drip coffee that you made at home. My preferred method is to use good quality espresso. I have an espresso machine, so I made my own, but you can go buy good espresso from your favorite independently owned coffee shop. A double espresso, which is what you typically get when you order an espresso, is roughly 60 milliliters. So to get 300 milliliters of coffee, you should ask for six double espresso in a large coffee cup. It's up to you if you're going to tell them this is for a recipe or let them assume you are up all night with a shovel. Snowstorm? Murder? It's a mystery. This recipe is about having fun, so have some fun with your barista. If you do want to use specialty coffee beans, I've been using Phil and Sebastian's The Standard, which ships worldwide and locally you can buy it at Lucero, as well as Sweet Shop from Square Mile, which ships worldwide. Ask your coffee shop for beans that are sweet and chocolatey or fruity, which is what will go best with the strawberries. Or buy instant coffee powder. I'll never know. The coffee soak also has Marsala wine and vanilla added to it. The next component is ladyfinger cookies. You can use store-bought ladyfinger cookies. There's two types, Savoyardi, which are small and dry, and Pavasini, which are soft and jumbo. You want these smaller, crispier Savoyardi ones. I found that these are out of stock all of the time. I have found the Matilde Vincenzi Vincenzovo brand is better than the uh, Gioia Savoyardi brand. I'm saying everything wrong. But both of these work great. You need around 300 grams of ladyfingers, but it depends on the size of the dish that you're using. I suggest buying 400 grams to be safe, which would be two of these small packs or one of the big packs. You don't want to run out in the middle of putting your dessert together. I also included a recipe for homemade ladyfingers if you can't find them at the store, or like me, you find making those fun. Ladyfinger cookies are easy to make, they're great for skill building, and the taste is substantially better than store-bought. If you make your own ladyfinger cookies, you can also make them with cocoa powder for chocolate tiramisu or black cocoa for Oreo tiramisu. Maybe next year I'm going to make one with ube ladyfingers and yuzu curd as I fully transform into Wario. Now let's talk about mascarpone cheese. You can use store-bought mascarpone cheese or make your own. Uh, as I wrote about previously, it's really hard to find additive-free mascarpone, so I make my own and there's a recipe below. If you're in Canada and you're looking for additive-free brands, you can buy Saputo, which locally is at Marche Leo's, Galbani, which you can get at Vincenzo's, or store brands like Whole Foods and President's Choice. You want to avoid the following brands because it's not cheese, it's chemically thickened milk. So Trace Delay, Santa Lucia, Emma, Bella Cascara, Salerno, and probably countless other brands aren't really cheese. Read the ingredients, make sure all that's in it is milk, cream, and some sort of acid like lemon juice, and don't spend $20 on it. Saputo is $10 at Marche Leo's, and Trace Dele, which isn't even cheese, is $20 at Zare's. I don't understand how it can be twice the cost for a worse product, so shop small and save money. If you are making your own mascarpone, you need good cream, good milk, a thermometer, and a fine cheesecloth. I used a number 90 reusable cheesecloth. Now, cream is also problematic, so look for cream from Organic Meadow, Hewitt's, Harmony Organic, or EB Manor. The only ingredient should be cream. 
I don't know why I have to say this, but you should avoid the national brands like Lactantia, Seal Test, etc., because they all have thickeners like xanthan gum, locust bean gum, and carrageenan added. So read the ingredients of your cream, even though it should just be cream. Another key ingredient here is Marsala wine. Marsala wine is a fortified Italian red wine. It is, allegedly, the traditional alcohol used in tiramisu, which allegedly also originated without alcohol so it could be served to children. Many people use rum or bourbon or brandy, which you may already have at home. You can use any of those, but Marsala is extremely delicious and very fruity, which works really well with both the coffee and the strawberries. To make your own Marsala, why should- I'm kidding, I'm kidding. There are two kinds of Marsala wine, Dolce, which is sweet, and Secco, which is dry. You want Dolce or sweet Marsala? I bought the Vito Curatolo Ar Arini 5 Annie Superior Dolce Marsala, which is only $16 for 750 mils. And that's enough for four batches of tiramisu, and trust me, you're going to make four batches. It's also really delicious on its own as an aperitif. If you don't want to buy Marsala wine specifically for this, you can use brandy, cognac, dark rum, or bourbon. I imagine someone somewhere has been making this with Baileys, and my friend Marcy, who tirelessly edits my newsletter, reports that she has used Kahlua to make tiramisu. I remind you that there are no rules, and if there were rules, Marcy would not follow them. The alcohol isn't cooked off in this dessert, so if you would prefer a non-alcoholic version, you need a total of two-thirds of a cup. So use half a cup of white grape juice, three tablespoons of sherry vinegar, and some more vanilla. And I know someone in Italy is getting out their shovel after reading this, but I'm in Canada, and there are no rules. Now let's talk about eggs. This filling is a bit weird to put together, because you separate your eggs, then you blanch the egg yolks, then you whip the egg whites, then you whip the cream, then you whip all of these items together with cream cheese and marsala wine. It doesn't really make any sense, but it works, and no, you can't just put all of this in the mixer at the same time and hope for the best, it will fail. Traditionally, the egg whites are left raw, but that isn't really safe to do in the US and Canada. Europe has required their chickens be vaccinated against salmonella since the 80s. The EU has a 50% larger population than the United States, but only has less than 60,000 people get sick annually from salmonella. This is compared to 1.35 million people getting sick every year in the US, with over 400 deaths. Salmonella isn't a joke, but our food regulations are. This should be fully preventable. If this bothers you, write to your member of parliament or your congressperson. You can pasteurize your eggs if you prefer to make a French meringue, but I decided to use Italian meringue because it cooks the eggs in the process of making it. Italian meringue also makes the filling more stable. Some recipes you'll find online omit the eggs entirely to get around this, and they use gelatin. I find that to be a little difficult to work with and not super reliable. If you do want to pasteurize your eggs, you can do this in a sous vide. Drop them in at 135 Fahrenheit for 75 minutes. Or you can do this in a pot of simmering water, dip them in the water for three minutes. You might cook a little bit of the egg white, but that's okay, just discard the cooked part. This is a dinner party recipe, but there are ways of making it into smaller portions. Tiramisu does need to be made ahead of time so all the flavors can melt together and the filling set, so you ideally want to make it 24 hours, but up to 36 hours ahead of when you're serving it. The way I like to make it for dinner party is in one 13 by 9 that will serve up to 12 people. Serve it directly out of the fridge. Another way to make this is to use two 9 by 9 brownie pans, which will serve up to six people twice. So you could do this to make dessert for one day and pop the second one into the freezer. 
Chermisu freezes really well, so thaw it overnight in the fridge before serving. The last option you had is to make several single servings in ramekins, which can serve one person up to 12 times. And this might actually be the best way to make it, because you can keep this in the freezer in freezer-safe ramekins, and you're never more than a few minutes away from a delicious pick-me-up reminder of summer and your capacity for joy. It's also delicious if you want to eat it frozen in the middle of the night, wearing your bedsheet like a snacking cape. That's enough joking around. There's a whole bunch of recipes in the web version of this newsletter. There's also a PDF copy of all the recipes for paid subscribers. I hope you enjoyed this audio version of the newsletter, and I will talk to you next week.